Hey, Raw. What's up, Ma? How you doing today? I'm A-OK. It's almost another rainy day. It is, but hey, it's almost Friday. It's Friday Eve. Yes, it is. How are you? Doing pretty good. Not bad. Ready to talk. Talking around, say yeah. Yeah, yeah. Last episode, episode 21, we took a quick stab at trying to recount all of in-game the whole three hours and we tried to pull out some of the lessons we learned and just other things we observed and enjoyed about the movie and the experience of watching three hours worth of drama and emotions i heard you had a knock knock joke for me i do start a little laugh <laughs> knock knock who's there i'll say I'll say who? Yes, they do. (laughs) Get it? What? I'll say. I'll say who? (laughs) You got it. I like owl. Like owl. Oh, owl. I'm like I'll say. I said owl. See, that's when the accents and stuff come. I sound so southern. No, I I said I. I thought you were saying I apostrophe L L like I will say owl. Owl. Yeah. I'm Angela the mom. I'm Roger the daughter, and, and this, this is Talking Brown Sugar. sugar. You can find us all over. You can find us all over, baby. You can find us all over. You can find us all over, baby. Talking brown sugar. It's talking brown sugar, baby. We're we're in the sugar bowl. Some random thoughts. What's on your mind? Well, you know what? We talked about this, but it happened today. Neighbors throwing dog poop in your yard. Oh. Or trash. I don't think they're throwing a poop in your yard. Well, the dog did it. The last time somebody pooped in my yard, I called him red-handed. But this time, you got me. It was fresh. One time I caught somebody smoking cigarettes and leaving their cigarettes in front of my driveway. And we stay in this here HMOA or whatever you want to call it. Somebody not doing their job. Well, what if I would have stepped in that ish? <laughs> that ain't funny. You know, you come in the house, you be like, Dad, what's that smell? <laughs> somebody said, somebody stepped in some ish. You stepped in some dog poo-poo. That is not, it's hard to clean that mess off your rug. You going somewhere to be your favorite shoes too? Man. You should have seen me going out there. I was mad. I was ready to throw it at somebody. It's the worst, too. Um, you, you know, you're trying to... I'm always in a rush when I'm going somewhere. I don't care if I'm early. I'm always in a rush. I easily could could step in some poop. And that will really ruin my day. Especially when you have planned out your outfit. And it looks cute on you. You don't want to have to go back in and change your clothes. Um, your whole fit. <laughs> because you start to do some dog poop. I just... <laughs> Just pick up after your people, yourself, your dog, whoever. And if you have a party, you know, keep them in your yard. Don't leave any uh, solo cups or whatever. Keep it 
all of y'all pick it up. Your raps. Don't have people um, trampling other people's grass and stuff. Um, it's just just common courtesy. But that dog puke stuff is really disrespectful because you step in there, you bring it into your house, and mm. then, you know, you mm. don't know or a little kid doesn't know. You bring it into the house and, you know, you walk around barefoot and you can get worms yes. and other things from inside of your foot. Or any kind of bacteria. It's just sad. And for my other one. You know, when people um asking for cash, you know, somebody you haven't seen in a while, family, friend, foe, church member, you be like, oh, no, I don't have no cash on me right now. They say, girl, you ain't heard of Cash App. I be like, what? <laughs> cash App? I have Cash App. I ain't going to lie to you. But if I don't have no cash on me, and, and second of all, and I know you don't pay back good, my answer is N-O, no. No. Yeah, uh, uh-uh. I wish that would be cool if they added. That could be something they develop if they, you know, were to upgrade or reboot Cash Point, Cash App, Cash Point, Cash App Two Point They have a way for you to, um, you know, if they don't pay it back, if they don't pay it back, some kind of penalty. Small like you can't use the claim. Not even that. You can't use the app for a month or two. Until you pay back, or you, you, you like you can't owe, oh, you can't receive any more money until you pay. Yeah. Like after a certain amount, whatever other ramifications. Um, like if you owe somebody money. Yeah. But then how would you verify? It's just that's something There's they could way. they could. I'm pretty oh, sure yeah. they probably it's discuss like they put it. those people's um pictures up at the them little what is it little stores bodegas those little bodegas and have their driver's license or their say so they got bad credit they have their faces sitting there boop. Family dollar, don't have her coming in here, him, or the babies. But people now, they'll, they'll try you. They even try to put you on Messenger. You can send me some money through Messenger. You be like, this shit crazy. You should send me, I need money too. Send me some money. I'm a, man. Did you forget the money you loaned me, you know, that you helped you out with that power bill you said was being cut off? Then you see him at the club drinking a $10 drink. The lights sold in the club. You know what I'm saying? Hey, wash your booty somewhere, girl. Yeah, um, what the heck is in the air? I have recently become allergic to this pollen out here. Um, I may or may not sound as nasally, but I sounded disgusting yesterday. yesterday. Um, and I still feel congested. Um, we have recently in this area seen, I've seen some, uh, blood orange pollen and dusting from whatever tree. It's just disgusting. I've never seen it before. I'm magically allergic. It's crazy. It's made me, at first, I thought somebody dusting in the airplanes, dropping down. And I was like, and I know some of the cars had this hint of like a rust, as you said, what is it, blood orange color? It's creepy. I know, and I'm just not having symptoms. Symptoms. Sorry if I sound gross, but that's why. Um, also, I noticed when the seasons change, people, this is, I've, something that everybody may experience, and that's something I'm pretty sure is a natural phenomenon, um, especially in the warmer uh, seasons, spring and summer. People want to spring into your DMs. Hey, hey, big head. Hey, how you doing? I just, I just, I just want to say I miss you. And it's uh, you know who this is? No, I don't. <laughs> no, who is who is it? What what you want? What do you want? I don't have time for this. And it's not like being cold or anything, but it's it's just funny how that happens. And um, I just feel like somebody hit the switch 
and said, "All right, take a number. Ask her. Ask her. Um, can y'all still be friends? Why can't we be friends? No, just no. Be friends. Yeah, no, I'll pass. Thanks. Um, what's a Mickey? Oh, Mickey. You know, like when you go in the clubs, you take the little miniatures from the ABC store, and you put them in your bra, your little pocketbook, and your little girlfriend say, did you bring your Mickey? I ain't say tell the secret. I just asked what a Mickey was. Oh, that's what I call a Mickey. Everybody might call him something else. You have to tell people that they were putting it where we was putting it in well, Hey, some people put them somewhere other places. All right, we don't have to do that. But thank you for answering my question. Now I, I know. Um, thanks. Hey, what do y'all call them? I call them Mickey's. The, so that's the what now? Miniature alcohol drink. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. What what do you all call those, or what did you call them, if you don't still purchase them or partake in the alcohol? The alcohol. Sugar cubes, aka the news, where we put a little sugar in your cup. News. The Harriet Tubman $20 bill was set for 2020. Now the Trump administration says it won't happen for years. Mm, mm, mm. Don't be on seeing the Harriet Tubman $20 bill anytime soon. The redesigned bill bearing Tubman's face, which was supposed to be a debut next year, will not be coming out for nearly a decade. Treasury Secretary Stephen Mutchin said, that's a name, isn't it? Planning starting years ago to have Harriet Tubman replace former President Andrew Jackson on the $20 bill. Tubman, who was born into slavery and became a noted abolitionist and political Man, I messed that all up, y'all. A political activist would be the first black woman to have her face on the U.S. currency. The new bill was scheduled to be released in 2020 to coincide with the 100th anniversary of the 19th Amendment, which give women the right to vote. But Munchen said Wednesday, that won't happen, being under the Trump administration. Well, you know, Trump decided this back in 2016 when he was hearing about what Obama had passed on. He was, you know, ready to put her and change her on a $20 bill, which I was ready to get me one. It's not a decision that likely to come until way past my term, even if I serve the second term for the president. Lord help us. Mutchin told the House Financial Service Committee, so I'm not focused on that for the moment. Wow. So they want to redesign it. They want to hold it off. They even even said oh, to the year 2028. That is as of today. A little heartbreaking here. Black girls molested by a white guy at Pride Festival in Raleigh. Pretty much everyone just watched. <laughs> this unfortunate truth was discovered firsthand by Raleigh mother, her daughter, and her daughter's friend, both 12 years old. It was supposed to be a fun afternoon. The mother was volunteering at the Out Raleigh Festival, and she'd, she'd brought... The girls with her to enjoy the events, activities, and attractions. Things were going well until after her volunteering time was over, and they visited a booth to buy some T-shirts. As the mother, who wishes to remain anonymous to protect her identity of her girls, 
was completing completing her purchase. A white male, his name is Christopher Bumgarten. By the way, I'm not protecting child molesters. Approached her daughter's friend and touched his finger on her cheek. I like that, he said. Excuse me. Her chest. I like that, he said. The mother reacted immediately. You don't effing touch her. She's 12. Get away from her. Now, she's on high alert. Bystanders may have glanced to wonder about the yelling, but no one made a move. She ever so briefly said something to the vendor, told them what size shirt she needed. And when she again looked at her daughter's friend, Christopher Baumgartner was hugging her. The poor girl's body, rigid, her eyes huge and filled with tears. The mother pushed the guy away, shouting at Christopher Baumgartner, telling him to walk away, emphasizing the girl's young age over and over. Still not one bystander did a thing. She thought he has started to leave and tried to help her own daughter put her new shirt on over the one she was already wearing that day. Her arms had gotten stuck as her mother helped pull the side of her girl's breast was briefly visible. As happens sometimes when you're moving clothes around, like a cheap jump scare from a horror movie. Here comes Christopher Baumgartner's finger poking the girl's exposed breast. I like your boob, said the drunken assaultant. Now, inexplicably inexplicably shirtless. As anyone can imagine, the mother saw red. She screamed in rage, defended her daughters. All the while along in her tirade, Christopher Baumgartner refused to back up. He... He had confused, like he had did n- nothing, just touched a 12-year-old girl while committing it on a private part of her body. Seeing that he wasn't getting the message, the mother reached into her bag and pulled out her taser, popping into a couple of times of warning, and moved towards the man. Suddenly, bystanders wanted to intervene. Oh, no, we have to save the poor drunk pedophile from this angry black woman. Seemed to be the motivation they needed. Festival attendees were trying to hold her back. Can you believe that? One man did approach the pedophile, telling him to back away. Since this reason, the mother was so mad, was still lost on him. Mm-mm-mm. Even staff called the police, reporting an assault between a woman and a man. Not an assault on two children. But when the cops arrived, they approached Christopher Baumgarten first, who could barely stand he was so abbreviated, never checking on the victims, and even shook the pedophile's hand. This was caught on body cam, so it's confirmed. To re- reiterate, the police never asked any of the victims if they were okay. Instead, they yelled at the mother, telling her to back away, protecting Christopher Bungarden. A sympathetic vendor at a nearby booth had taken the... Initiative gathering the girls. This good Samaritan was one of the few, if not the only, people to berate the officers for yelling at the mother, telling them they were getting belligerent with the victims. Not only had the girls been subject to abuse, unprotected by the dozens of people surrounding them, save the mother. 
but they then had to see the police. The one that were supposed to arrive to save them. Talking buddy with the new boogeyman in their life. Could you imagine what would... What would do that? What, what I'm still imagining the, the conversation my own self. Can you imagine what would this do to your child? Might it make them think they had done something to deserve this treatment they have gotten? Ooh, might it rob them of their innocence, trust that the law enforcement community is there to also protect and serve them? Hmm. But the abuse. What they talk about the ABW angry woman treatment. Yeah, um, I read this article too. Um, it's disheartening. I was just talking to a friend earlier today about you know the whole pro life pro choice argument, um, and I was like, what laws do we really have to protect women in this country? What policies really protect us? Um, and I know some people may think that some laws were written specifically to target men or women. Um, but, you know, we definitely have policies that have been targeting um, people of race. But when you think about gender and the intersectionality of race in this, it's just like, especially as black people and people of color, marginalized people, we're often shown in many different ways how we don't matter how our safety doesn't matter. And we talked about this too, how younger black children are always aged up. So this drunk white man saw this young black girl as, you know, a sexual, somebody he could harass. And even if she was an adult, you know, why would you do that? That's her person, her, her body that he just invaded her space and really assaulted her. And, We often have seen, and I've seen it in person, when officers come into a situation, I've seen it on both sides, Um, they're coming to a situation and they might only have codes or bits and pieces of information, so they have to piece together the full story while also containing whatever situation they perceive to be unfolding. So when they have crowds and things like that, they're already going in anxious and things like that, but for them to come in yelling at the woman, I'm pretty sure it was, depending on who these officers are, how they were trained, and just whatever disposition they have, because we do have officers who are prejudiced. Of course, we're not saying all officers are uh, prejudiced, um, but we know it exists, Um, especially um, when my professor was telling us about the um, high rates of black officers who get shot in the back by their own partners in uniform because their partner or whoever was in their squad said they didn't recognize them. They're in full uniform and got shot by a coworker who said they didn't recognize them or thought they were an assailant. But we working together. Friendly fire. Mm-hmm. Friendly fire because it happened by what? It's just crazy. So for this to happen in day, broad daylight and you see, um, They weren't assisted or helped in any way except for the vendor who was doing their best to help um, as the mother was berated and yelled at. I'm just just frustrated. Um, We just need better training for officers. And as people, 
it's it's like um that what would you do show when they have the different scenarios and of course we know and we can assume if she was either that plays too um if she was light skinned versus dark, or darker skin more melanin or melanated um if she had curly hair dreadlocks um anything how the the how they were all dressed if she looked like she had money if she didn't look she had money um how people will come to your aid um when you're when you're a person of color there's so many factors people use to try to judge you and determine how much value they're going to apply to your life so he was drunk, drunk and assumed i can do whatever i want right in front of her, in front of her mom i mean whether or not she was a child or she's a child it makes it 10 times worse but the fact that you think you can just come in somebody's space and touch them that's why this story was a little hard for me because I have always been an overprotective parent of my boys and my daughter. And I don't mean no harm. He would have got whooped with that shirt. Whooped and choked. I mean. Whooped and choked. Once I saw that he was in my personal space and then you go on a touch, that's the problem. You touched. You can, you can speak all you want to and say what you want to, but when you physically touch, you, you don't lost all respect. It's, it's hands up. And I'm gonna. I would tell the police. You know what? You can call me angry, whatever you want to. We are gonna take it high. Y'all better do something about this man right here. Cause I mean that you touch my child, you violate it. Come on now. And she told him multiple times, back up, back up. She had a taser on people when she pulled the, when she pulled her taser out. She had, you know, and she we, cause but she also like imagine. I know, I I know what she was thinking about. If I go off and just just tase this man right here and there, I can get pulled and separated into jail, pulled away from my my daughter and her friend. That's another. Because you because you thinking about this, I'm protecting my daughter and my daughter's friend. That's a whole other set of parents. I'm a black woman. If I tase this white man, they're gonna pull me from my separate me from my daughter, and I may not I may not make it out of jail. How many black people go to jail and don't come out? Die a couple of days later, you know. Found hung in their cell or beat to death or had an asthma attack or died of natural causes. Um, and, you know, the file was swept under the rug until a couple of years later when they think um, the hype has died down and they released more information. Um, like, just too many, too many times. It's too much. Um, this country, this country has never really been for us. And, um, even with the advent of technology, we see it so much and we're exposed to it so much. So we get more doses of it. And, and we, we sense it and we go through it ourselves. Yes. They have it on body cam. They don't care how they see it. And you can see it and tell it's wrong. And people out there seeing this, nobody came to her rescue. Nobody came to the kids' rescue. 12 year old. These kids are in shock. They're still going to bother them. Heck yeah, especially when nobody came to the aid. It's like, dang, do I really matter? You know what I'm saying? I mean, who cares? But see, I I wish I was out there with her. Cause I would said, look, man, I would have helped to move her children on. You you pay for your t-shirts for your girls. We are gonna step over here. This man crazy. And and you think about it historically, how and just in general, how they always say black people are out. It's like we have to be loud in those kind of situations. Like she had to yell at him to alert people. Like, hey, he's touching my daughter. I'm trying to tell him to back up. And then it wasn't until she pulled out her taser that people were like, oh, shoot, let me pull her back. I got to pull her back. I got to pull this angry, you know, and they're telling. And I've seen how it unfolds. Some people think, 
you know, calmly telling the white man back up is going to calm him down. He's going to be all right. Just, you know, just tell him back up. But you're going to physically restrain the black woman, the black person in the party. Throw her on the ground, break her arm, leg, choke him out. Um, It's just crazy. And it's like we, we know... When we when we have this fight or flight opportunity, and we have to fight, or even if we choose flight, like it's it's a lose lose for us. We we don't even ha- we are robbed of that. We are even robbed of the fight or flight response, because you run, you risk getting shot, you risk you know the assumed guiltiness of you fleeing. Oh, you must she run away with her kids. She must have did something. She must have stole something from him, rather than people stepping in like he just. Grabbed her daughter, her twelve year old daughter. Um, it's upsetting, and it's just like it it's another example of the systematic, da- like daily, micro and macro aggressions and the system we we live in this country that is this country that we live in that is just like a daily assault, even if it doesn't happen to us um, personally. Every day we face something. Something we have to deal with, this internal battle of how can I respond to this and not be seen as the angry black person? How can I respond to this and not, you know, lose my livelihood? Because everything you do is perceived as 10 times worse than what Taylor, Chad may do. You know, mm-hmm. it's just like, how how do we get, how do we move past this? Um And you always saying, if you see something, say something. Everybody's scared to say something when they see something. But you know what they're quick to put it on? World Star, Facebook, Instagram. Then it's still played. Nothing's happening. I know. Um, I forget what phenomenon that is, but that goes back to an older case too, where everybody, when it's a larger crowd of people witnessing a crime or some kind of injustice, people are most likely not going to do anything because they assume somebody in the crowd is going to step in. Oh, somebody's going to step up. And because everybody's assuming in this big crowd, there's going to be somebody to step up. Everybody's thinking that. So nobody actually does. Um, So I also see and recognize that Mm -hmm. as well as happening. But when you add on the race, the gender, you know, his white privilege, all of that, um, yeah, it's just. I'm like, just take me away, Calgon. Remember that? Take me away. Who? Calgon, that was all I had. Who? Snoop Dogg. Who? Who? (laughs) (laughs) Now there's some goodness right here. This mimosa and brunch train in North Carolina is all you dreamed of and more. Calling all who love mimosa. I do. Don't tell nobody. And enjoying downtown with friends. After a long weekend at work, much can be said for curating curating an adventure while in advance of the weekend. We say it never hurts to have a little fun to look forward to and get us over the hump in the middle of the week. If this sounds like you, the city of Oaks, a.k.a. North Carolina State Capitol, yay, has mimosa and brunch excursion, you will check, you will want to check this out. The Great Raleigh Trolley celebrates all things Raleigh with a variety of tours offered throughout the year. 
Yalitza Aparicio gives back to her community, donating computers to Oaxaca students. Yalitza Aparicio star has risen and she has not forgotten where she comes from. The Roma actress has repeatedly paid tribute to the community. Recently, she traveled to her hometown in Oaxaca to donate laptops to Mexico students. Yalitza, who was a teacher before she started acting, donated nine laptops to help support the students' work. The visit was pretty low-key, and though the school knew that she might show up, the students had no, no idea, according to Excision. When she did arrive, the school had a certificate ready to hand Yalitza. And you see a cute picture of her with some former students at a school she used to teach at. Um, and they're all in their uniform. So it's just nice that um, uh, she's gotten this platform to raise awareness about what her students are facing and what children and people in her hometown are um, facing in order to just, you know, live day by day. Yes, like they say, the gift that keeps on giving. Like they say, a mind is a terrible thing to waste, and she's making sure these little kids have a good beginning. Yep, it's beautiful. Playing catch-up in the game of life, millennials approach middle-age crisis. Um, it says American millennials are approaching middle age in worse financial shape than every living generation ahead of them. Lagging behind baby boomers and Generation X despite a decade of economic growth and falling employment. Wow. You know, when I hear and I read that and I read some different articles about millennials, I'm tired of people always pointing the finger and saying, oh, they're lazy, lazy. They get no more than what we can give them. You know, we look at the foundation that's being laid and what our forefathers laid for us. So what we what what standards are they following? They're going by what they see. You know? Yes, it says hobbled by the financial crisis and recession that struck as they began working life. Americans born between 1981 and 1996 have failed to match every other generation of young adults born since the Great Depression. They have less wealth, less property, lower marriage rates, and fewer children. Um, what do y'all expect when y'all haven't raised the price of living or the poverty line? But, you know, we haven't adjusted for inflation. The cost of living has gone up. The cost of housing, the cost of health care. Who really has a good health care plan without having to get, you know, multiple, um, what do they call it? It's like an A, B, and C, and D to get a whole piece of health care. Um, and then like separate eye, dental, and whatever, you know, you yeah. can dermatology is seen as cosmetic. Yes. Now, under insurance, dermatology, things that can be impacted by the medicine you're taking, like if you have chemo, cancer, um, PCOS, anything going on in your body, that's seen as cosmetic surgery or cosmetic procedures, dermatology, when something's going on with your skin. What? And we talked about how hard it is to find a dental program. Um, but yeah, it's taxing, it's depressing, and it's funny that there are still arguments or, you know, discussions about different industries that are dying. People don't have any money. 
So what are we doing? We're going to the internet to laugh, to keep from crying. When we go home to a pack of ramen noodles, our cat or dog or pet or nobody, you know, and our one chair and TV propped up on a bookshelf or DVD stand, you know, struggling to make, make it, living paycheck to paycheck. And even as a lot of my peers or people my age, I'll say millennials because I am a millennial, um, 1993, yay, yay. Um, you just, you can make X amount of dollars. You know, it was a dream to make more than minimum wage. Um, in North Carolina, it's $7.25. Um, $10.50, $15, even $15 isn't, and that's what they want to raise the minimum um, wage to and what some cities have raised it to. That's what we're fighting for. They just had to um hear McDonald's. Mm-hmm, McDonald's fight for fifteen, um, but even Pete, my peers who have made it to that dollar amount, they still need a roommate. They still have to um rely on their partners' income to to piece together something like a house, a car, and make all the payments. So it's not like even though we have like the money or making more than what our parents made, our dollar isn't as strong as it was back then. And so it's 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 like you, like like the article says playing catch up. Yeah, and I see it. I mean, my daughter makes much more than I haven't made, but it's sad that. Did we tell him about what's going on in my purse? Tell me, you know what's going on in my purse? Talk about the everyday living. Oh, there, yeah. No, tell them. I can't say it now. No, go ahead. You already you already told him what's in the purse. Go ahead, keep talking. I won't tell him what was in your purse. Oh, okay. I was just talking about in general as making a living as for your age when I was your age and how it's so hard and difficult for everyone to live and be happy. So that's why people keep taking all these here pills and y'all wondering why they have depression or they smiling on their face but inside they're crying, they're hurting. And they don't have struggling, working these jobs, nobody want to pay them their work and have all these degrees, go back to school, student debts. Hey, Somebody needs to take an evaluation on this financial problem that we have in the world. Yeah, it's, it's literally an economic crisis. Um, yes, people have jobs, but you aren't make you have to have two and three jobs to make an actual income, a side hustle. Everybody has a side hustle now. Something they do on the side. It shouldn't take that much just to have basic necessities. I think in order for people to receive basic necessities, it should not require more than one job. Like. Um, it it doesn't make sense, especially when you have CEOs making 300 times their lowest paid employee. It's just, not y'all enough. know. It's not enough, people. Speaking of allergies and my nasally sound, thanks for still listening. Even though I have this uh, nasally sound to my voice. Uh, botanical sexism could be behind your seasonal allergies. Um, I know you all have seen those gross pictures of the yellow haze that attacked our city, our state of North Carolina. 
Um, it said, one day this past April, the residents of Durham, North Carolina, saw the sky turn a peculiar but familiar shade of chartreuse. Enormous clouds of fine yellow green powder engulfed the city. It looked and felt like the end of the world. Psh, tell me about it. Your car was suddenly yellow. The sidewalk was yellow. The roof of your house was yellow. You were yellow. The dog was yellow. Uh, says Kevin Lilly, assistant director of the city's landscape services. Residents quite fittingly called it the pollen apocalypse. Uh, and it says, male trees are one of the most significant reasons why allergies have gotten so bad for city dwellers in recent decades. They in, they are indiscriminate spewing their gametes. Uh, to in every direction so if you didn't know the way trees have babies and help pollinate male trees just release the the sperm essentially just release it into the air aka pollen so it's just flying all around making you sneeze oh but yes they can't help it it's what evolution built them for this is Fine in the wild where female trees trap the pollen to fertilize their seed seeds. But urban forestry is dominated by male trees, so cities have coated been coated in their pollen. Tom Oregon, horticulturalist and author of Allergy Free Gardening, the Revolutionary Guide to Healthy Landscaping, was the first to link the exasperated allergies with urban planning policy, which he calls botanical sexism. Who knew in trees, sex exists beyond the binary of female and male. Some, such as cedar, mulberry, and ash trees, are dioecious. 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 Uh, meaning each plant is distinctly female or male. Others, such as oak, pine, and fig trees, are monoecious, meaning they have male and female flowers on the same plant. It is easy to identify female trees or parts. They are the ones with seeds. Doi. And yet, more such as hazelnut and apple trees produce perfect flowers that contain male and female parts within a single blossom. But while other monoecious and male dioecious trees produce pollen. Oregon claims the latter are primarily to blame for our sneezes and watery eyes. Men in any species, species are just trash, huh? That's that dog on dioecious. <laughs> uh, dang. That's crazy. Um, it makes sense. And people tried to blame Eve to she shouldn't eat the apple. Well, she wouldn't eat the apple. Hey, we wouldn't be. How come? Sure. How come? How come Eve didn't have the Adam's apple? Yeah, just a quick reminder: don't forget to find us online, follow us online, join the conversation on Facebook, Instagram at Talking Brown Sugar, on Twitter at Talking Brown Sugar. Just Talking Brown S U G, and you can email us at Talking Brown dot Sugar at Gmail dot com. Also, you can leave us messages. Didn't know if you knew this, but if you go to our Anchor uh, show page, so you go to anchor.fm and you search for Talking Brown Sugar, you can leave us a message. It may require you to create an account, but it's quick and easy. Um, the next subject of Talking Brown Sugar, our main discussion, will be talking about sex. The good, the bad, the ugly, and the boots. Um, so leave us a message, a question, 
uh, related to that topic, or you could just say, hey, you may be on the show. So leave us a message, and we'll get back to you. Wellness check. We're talking about pneumonia. Signs of pneumonia. People may experience pain, can be sharp in the chest, whole body chills, clammy skin, dehydration, fatigue, fever, loss of appetite, malaise, or sweating, respiratory, fast breathing, shallow breathing, shortness of breath, or wheezing. Also common, coughing, fast heart rate. Don't get this confused with bronchitis, flu, or asthma. Yes, um, if it's a lingering cough and it sounds wet or it's just been a lingering and serious cough and uh, you, if you cough and you have blood in your film or phlegm and you have pus um, coming out and, you, and it smells bad, um, fever, chills, and difficulty breathing, you need to definitely seek uh, medical help and attention. So consult with your doctor, go to the clinic. Um, uh, urgent care, wherever you need to go, go. Um, if you can, if you have some on hand, get you a face mask. Uh, continue to wash your hands. Um, don't overuse uh, antibacterial uh, hand sanitizer. Wash, wash your hands with soap and water. Yeah, and check on your loved ones too. Just because a person might not say, oh, it's just a little cough, but if they look a little different, sometimes... Just touch them on the side of the neck. If they feel extremely warmer than usual, take their temp. Rush them off. Don't play with them. Check their facial expression. Feel if they're clammy. And sometimes people's breath might be a little bit more pugnant, a little more cheesy smelling. You know, check them out. They might have been feeling a little down because sometimes older people, young people, and babies. Because everybody be talking about this flu coming back around, measles, mumps. Be careful. Yes, um, especially if somebody appears gray. Yes, we've been learning a lot about that. It's time for the main discussion. Quick disclaimer, the main discussion for today is about profane language. Yes, cursing, the four-letter words, words that you couldn't say or try to say. Um. So tell... Grandma, put her headphones in. Grandpa, grandpappy, pasta. Um, if you have small kids, um, a parakeet who will repeat these words. Um, who two-year-olds, three-year-olds especially. Um, you may want to turn this off and come back later. Alexa. Or I'll just skip ahead to the end for our closing remarks. But other than that, uh, yeah, buckle up. It's going to get a four-letter word on you. All the four-letter words. a pint-sized ball of anger. Um, I know how how 
she feels, uh, this young lady who has to be no more than what? How old do you think she is? Between five and six. Has the cutest little hairstyle. Cutest little, cute little, girl. little. She is on the counter, slamming and closing doors. While it looks like a younger brother, uh, maybe just minding his business, he is sweeping the floor because he has chores to do, and it is none of his business what is going on with her talkies and um, her her anger um, because somebody ate her talkies, and she came home from a long day after school, and she just wanted her talkies, and they had the nerve to throw them in the trash. And there was an adult standing here. It looked like they wanted to laugh. Oh, what's laughing? Like, wow. And you know how it is when you come home waiting for your treat and somebody eats it and it's in the trash? Hmm. If you remember, we have talked about this little talky lady, um, but we thought we'd open today's discussion about cursing and profane language and how we can use it uh, to communicate different ways, different tones, feelings. Um, Because of how passionate she was and how committed and clearly, she was able to say all of the bad words um, before I was even ready to say them. And it just amazes me. Um, like, who posts? Who, who, why would you post that? I mean, what result are you going to get out of it? Because there are a lot of posts coming out now with these young children, male and female, using nice, big, strong adult words. So somebody is saying something about it, and nobody's correcting them. And they're just laughing about it. So we don't talk about it. Um. Yes. Uh, how How did you feel about it Um. as a parent? I was hurt. I was like, wow. I see her getting mad. I, no problem with her. Get, but she said it so fluently, like she was talking to an adult. She just said all she had to say. I was hurt. I really was. It tells me what's going on in the household. Definitely telling of who she's around. Um, and I, I wonder, I'm pretty sure at school she knows not to use that language. I'm hoping. <laughs> I'm sure she does. Um, unless, she, you know, she may get upset because the little bodies have big emotions and it's hard to control all of that. Yeah. I mean, many times as an adult or as a child, I've seen kids just get so mad and they want to release it, but they just either cry or just go on about their business and mope about it. She gave them the business. Yeah, that's how she has been, um, that's how, it's, I guess, it's been modeled to her, how to release anger, how to communicate. You yell and you cuss. That's how, that's how it goes down in her house. Yeah, it seems like, wow, you're going to get this. You're going to hear exactly how I feel. And I don't care if you hear it or not, because she was stumping, cussing. Shaking her hair, letting them know, I don't give a f. Boy, she was talking like she paid a couple of bills now, slamming cabinets. What? And she didn't skip a beat. She didn't even fall off the cabinet. I would have slid down, and bust my head, <laughs> or somebody would have came in and slid me off the cabinet. That's why I was like, there isn't a responsible adult in the room. I said, Mama is not home right now. Just that time between three and eight p.m. or whatever, Mama shift ends, and everybody's supposed to be doing homework and. You know, get you get your snack, you do your homework, and you may watch some TV or whatever rules Mama has set in place. But Mama is not home right now. Daddy, nobody's home right now. Parents got it. They're yeah. not home right now. They, they were off the clock. If they were home, they were off the clock. They they checked out a long time ago. Took a nap. But, huh, bye. But, you know, that's how it is. As well as the world is, 
They don't care. They don't care. Because I know I couldn't say those words. I couldn't even say lie. I had to say tell a story. So did you ever cuss around your parents? Me and my cousin, we might sneak a word out like, damn. And we look around. <laughs> look around, see if anybody's seeing it or hearing it. How old were you when you were sneaking curse words? Like eight years old. It'd be funny. Because we'd be, everybody be trying it. I ain't never tried them F words. Uh-uh. At the house? You were inside the house doing it or? Oh, no. Not in the house. You better not cuss in the house. Girl, you going to jail. Uh-uh. Get your head popped. No, we'd be outside, probably at the park, everybody else. Then there'd be other kids be cussing, and I look at them like, what? You say that word? And they'd be like, yeah, MF and this and this. And I'd be scared. And they'd be like, go ahead, say it, say it. I'm like, mm-mm. <laughs> I figured I would get struck down by lightning. I was like, mm-mm, I wasn't doing it. I was the same way at elementary school um, until I got closer to fourth and fifth grade. I'm pretty sure when I was younger, I let it slip, especially at the park. You know, you cutting loose, you running, you playing, and other kids around you are cussing. I mean, have experience um, with the vowels and the consonants, just how to put it in a sentence, how to use it and conjugate and whatever. I wasn't ready. Um, so I was often told I didn't know how to cuss. And, and still to this day when people sometimes hear me, um, not so much now, but um, definitely growing up, people say I didn't know how to cuss or it sounded weird because I didn't often. I know I, I try my best as a parent not to cuss, but sometimes I would just say some mother chuckling words, boy. And, they, and my kids would be like, "What? Oh!" And I was like, "Oh, mama, sorry. Don't, don't, don't repeat that." But I used to hear my little ones, my youngest kids, when they were growing up. I could tell whose house they had been around. They would come home and say some little words like, "She." I said, "What you say?" <laughs> They be playing with their toys, say, damn. I'm like, who, who, who? Then I think, oh, I remember who house she was over the weekend. I can't even get mad with you, but I say, don't say that. That's a bad word. Oh, I'm going to wash your mouth out with soap. I never did that. But they knew not to say bad words around me. But I know if they got around their friends, sometimes I had to let them know. Don't let nobody punk you. Sometimes you have to let a little cuss word out and let them know. I ain't taking this bullshit no more. I... Remember having this talk with you and just feeling like, um, I don't know, like you gave me um, the rite of passage, passage, but it felt, I'm trying to akin it, like liking it to something. um, It was the same way like when Black Panther drank the juice from the fruit. Nah, I said, what? You said what now? I just heard, like, it was just, like, music in the back of my head. It was just, like, I can't wait to see them raggedy-ass kids in school. We for to get them for the custom people out on the bus. This is bothering me, talking to me. Because, you know, I've, I, growing up, I've, I was wearing glasses since second grade. I got glasses in second grade. I was always quiet, always astute. And people thought, you know, she's cute, she's quiet, she got glasses, she's smart. She ain't gonna cuss. She 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 shy. You you can mess with her. She ain't gonna do nothing. Um, and people used to pick on me. You know, I was always round, round little girl. Um, the husky equivalent, <laughs> the husky, not even husky. Uh, growing up, but I was just like round, just a little rounder. Um, and so people would try to mess with me. And once you gave me the green light, especially as I got older, middle school. Oh, I was like, I was lighting people up. 
What the f- you said? What the f- you say to me? Yeah. I mean, just let it rip and ready to like, and that will sit people down. Yeah, um, that kept me out of plenty of fights. Yeah, cause I know by me growing up in Brooklyn, my friends would just cuss, cuss, cuss. They was like, "Go ahead and answer said." I'm like, "Mm." But then once they <laughs> come across that toenail, I cuss that motherfucker out. <laughs> like they try to try me, they will say your four eyes. I say your mother a four eyed sticky asshole. And they, they give me. You had to get your street respect, cause they'll run over you. And I would go home and tell my mom. I said, "Mom, I said some cuss words." Yes. And she would look at me. Part. I was scared. I was like, "Mom, they were trying to pick on me and fight with me." And she said, "Well, you know what, Angela? Sometimes you have to do what you got to do." And I said, "Mom, you ever have to cuss out that word?" She said, "I hate to tell you this." She said, "Yeah." And I was like, "What?" <laughs> I've heard my mom say, "Shoot, like dog, dog gone," but I never heard her say like a. Shit, I heard my daddy say, it didn't make no sense if we cuss. It didn't make no difference. But my mama cuss. I was like, you cuss some people at work? She said, yeah. Why Why? Why was that so different for uh, mom? The, what was the difference between mom and dad cussing? Why was that so different for, for you? Because I thought he was the leader of the house, you know. He had to cuss. You know, he had to get people. He had to let them know he was running things. Because it was just different then. Because mom, she was always polite, courteous. People looked at her. Oh, she's the nurse. Blah, blah, blah. She's going to fix cakes. She's going to do our hair. But sometimes some of them people I've seen her doing their hair, and she be wanting to cuss them out because they ain't have much hair. Wait, and what? they be wanting her to Marcel the little head they had, and she be like, you going to bang? <laughs> you ain't got Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm quite sure she said it. And I just look at her like, mom, you know you want to cuss them out. And sometimes I would say, mom, you want to cuss them yeah, baby, I wanted to cuss. And I just laughed and chuckled to myself. So as I had my kids, and as they got older, I knew, let them have the business. Let them have it. And sometimes I have to say this. I heard my oldest son cuss this little boy out. He was like a little bully boy, and he was bothering my son. I kept hearing somebody. I said, that sounded like my son cussing somebody. I said, there it gone. He is cussing somebody. And I kind of peeked out the window. Cause I used to tap the window if it was getting a little too rumbunctious. I listened. He got through. The boys left. I thought they was about to fight. All his little friends, they left. He came in the house, and I gave him a hug because I, I think he needed it. And I said, you all right? He said, Ma, you heard me. And and I felt kind of good, though. I was like, all right, now. I said, you don't let nobody run over you? He asked me, was I mad? I said, no. We were good. But he put a motherfucking cussing on that motherfucking ass. He called that motherfucker all kinds of damn names. I was like, that's my child cussing that bitch out. Woo! Yes. Um, But how did that make you feel once you you heard all that? How did that make you feel once you heard him, you know, give that person the business? At first, I didn't know that was him. I said, that ain't my child out there. You know how you, as a parent. That's not my child. You know that parent. That ain't my child out there, cousin. I got to hear the voice getting a little elevated. I said, they about to fight. Let me go to this door. Then I went back to the window. Then he came in. I said, oh. But then I knew he had to speak because, you know, he was 13, turned 14. And, you know, boys were like, oh, you old punk. You this and that and the other. Blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, you might hear him say a couple little words playing. You dumbass. <laughs> but this time, this was a little more serious on a different level. So he had to stand up a little bit like his manliness. Like, you're not going to chump me. Whatever they were doing, he was like, uh-uh. You can get your ass dusted today. You know, we had to take it as it is. So you have mutual respect. 
we knew when to respect, cut it off, and leave it out in the street. Yeah, you definitely um, gave us clear, very clear guidelines um, about when um, allow, but guidelines enough for us to navigate when it was best for us to do or not to do. Um, I thank you for that. I thank you for that. Um, it's made me a better person um, when trying to make that decision. And um, I know um, that as I have had different experiences, you know, with professional changes and things like that, um, different relationships with people, um, I um, between high, the end of high school and into college, I wanted to stop cussing because I was like, dang, I cuss like a sailor. I mean, it was like fuck that hoe, you punk hoe. I never really care for using the, um, the B word. And I still, mm, I'm never like, hey, bitch. I never, yeah. I, that's I never been. That. But I mean, I've never, I've never even then called anybody that, um, mf I think I've only used that when I was like, he, I had to be real heated. Yeah. Um, but then once I got older and I learned like the history of it, I didn't use it as much. Um, but the way like, the you know, the, the the swag that uh, Samuel Jackson applies to it when he's saying it is a whole different thing, um, and I can only hope to curse that well one day. But um, it's a good release. Um, I'm I'm on. I can be honest about that. It's a good release when you can cuss when you do. Like sometimes that's just the best word. Um, one of my coworkers was saying that sometimes is you know. Cussing is just what you have to do. Sometimes you had a fucked up day. Yeah. It was a shitty day, yeah. you know. Um, so it it's good to have that balance. Um, it's really different from growing up when you used to fuss at us because we said, "Dang, I didn't like that." Because I want y'all to know, if you just be so loosely and comfortable cussing, it just happen in your vocabulary and your language, and that's not how I wanted people to receive you ever. You know, all my kids, because when I go somewhere, I want them to receive me. It's like, oh, she don't cuss. I want you to still think that. But trust and believe, if I give a person a look, I'm done with it. I'm not having it. Because we arguing. I'm going to let you argue. You call me every name in the book. If you put your hands on me, you just dust it. I try not to get to that level, but I let people know, we can cuss, but what, where are we going with it? So if I see a person so belligerent and, and they're cussing, it's like, What's your point? What's your point? Now, when I'm cussing, you gonna know my point. You gonna know your sorry motherfucking ass ain't about shit. You owe me my motherfucking money. You know you late. Whatever. You gonna know it. But if we just cussing somebody out, call them all bees and all that kind of stuff. What is that? That's a waste of everybody's time. No need for that. And like you say, on a professional level, sometimes you have to let even a management team, because sometimes they're a cuss, and you look at them like, really? That's how you feel? Some people lose it and don't know how to hold their ground. But that's why I always want you to know, hold your ground. But if that person push you to that wall, or you give them that look, you say, you tried me, but Okay, fucker. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's got to be my favorite words. Uh, Bernie Mac stand-up. He uh his set about that word um and how it can be an adjective a noun a verb it's so true um I definitely made use of it um and it was just funny when I um arrived and started working where I work now um 
and I heard different people cuss like in meetings, I was like, oh shit. In my head, I was like, oh snap. And sometimes it was just like one, two, three way conversations, but it was honest and I appreciated it. Um, especially coming from a leadership development um, program where, you know, everybody's trying to grow and learn how to develop their own business acumen, how to operate in these um, different spaces, especially when you're talking with new people, trying to make connections and build your network. Um, it was it was just nice, a nice reminder that we're human. Cussing, oh, yeah. cussing it's fine. It's a, it's a part of our larger communication system and how we um, communicate. Um, but like you were saying with how your face and you give people a look i'm so glad um i have inherited that because i can't tell you how many times i have not had to say anything and i just look at people like you really want me to just really do you want me to cuss you out i will i'll look at people i don't have to say anything i have got it plenty of looks down and people know once people get to know me and have been around me and they can read my face i don't have to say anything like you can look at my face and tell tell what i'm thinking but i also have have learned how to make my face just like a blank wall so when i am like you know when you process and it's just like beep 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 nothing um is communicated necessarily but it's just like i'm listening i'm listening tall as this trash you're talking about if it's like i'm listening okay um or somebody says something offensive and they start cussing at me i um can handle somebody cussing at me you can get mad all you want to it does not bother me and I, and it pisses a lot of people off when you can remain calm use your words and talk it out which is why i don't understand why police officers um and different people when they come into different situations not just police officers but in general i don't understand how people don't do that um and there's studies to prove that female officers can and have at higher rates um de-escalated high tension yeah. scenarios with just talking and things like that um because i've seen we've seen body cam footage you know call the officer's cousin put your um sit your black hands down or sit shut the fuck up or you know what the fuck do you doing you know put your hands down and just cussing and it's like that's not gonna help. That's not gonna help. Um, but it's just it's just funny how, you know, you add a little dash of shit, you know, whatever word, and you can change the whole meaning of whatever you're trying to tell somebody or communicate in tone. Um, but I don't have a bad relationship with Kristen. No, I don't, me either. I mean, I know. I never, I have had friends, even if they come around my kids or myself, I'm like, look, you need to tone that down. I don't want to hear all that. Mm-hmm. I don't like to hear no woman cussing like a sailor or a guy because that's not my conversation or my vocabulary. Or like when you go in places and we go going somewhere to eat or even going to church, people because, you see this shit in this Bible. I'm like, what you say? <laughs> you know you're in God's house. And they be like, oh, dang. And then they, they, they say something again. You be like, you haven't been to church in a while. And it's not even that. It's it's a point of going somewhere and they be like, This wait you slow as motherfucker. You be like, Do you know they can hear you? I don't give a damn. You be like, Calm down. Before she's he before they spitting out food. Exactly. You know, flip a little booger in them. You know, or or they go on school ground like this is a dumbass teacher. Or they might say it in a different language. That don't mean that teacher can't understand what you're saying. I think everybody needs that first mutual respect. Respect everybody's authority. Like I said, diffuse it. You ain't got to cuss nobody out. Why? I've seen people cuss people out with their eyes. That's me. I cuss you out with a look. 
But if you bring the action, hey, prepare for the action to come back. Yeah. Um, I want to. Uh, my favorite. Um, language to curse in is sign language. Oh, when you showed me that how to do the BS bullshit, bullshit and I showed it to this lady at work who signs, she laughed and asked me who showed me that. <laughs> And I said, oh, I can't tell you. We just start laughing. And that's and this is one thing I don't say. I don't never tell nobody to kiss my ass. Why? Because that pisses me off. How you going to tell somebody to keep your, kiss your funky stinking ass? <laughs> no, that motherfucker stinking anyway. Oh, uh, okay. That was, mm-hmm. that was just a little example of how I feel about when somebody say, kiss my ass. Now, I ain't saying I say everybody but funky, but when I hear people say, well, they can just kiss my, and then they get shot, what do you think somebody's going to respond to? That's that's like somebody saying, kiss my ass. You be like, what? Why somebody want to do that? That's that's violent. I don't like that. Just walk away. Yeah, even in violent um, video games, um, San Andreas, every game that I play, uh, Gears of War, literally every game that I played, that was violent, um, that had cussing in it, um, or, um, like a chat option. You hear all kinds, you hear some really deep, dark stuff, um, of people like cussing and stuff, just talking in the headset, or it's, it was programmed into the game, you know, a couple of cuss words. Um, and that's understandable because, you know, like in battle or in the military army, when they're handling different things, you gotta cuss. Move your ass sounds better than come on, hurry up, you know. You know, that you know, it creates urgency. Um, but it makes it makes sense. Um and I grew up playing some crazy games, but I didn't always I knew when it not took us. So it's just about practicing restraint and then what methods exactly. of communication you've learned. Um Throughout life, learn right. from your parents, you whoever. A, a aunt that cusses a lot. And sometimes you get around and just fall out laughing. Or they on the phone talking to somebody. They just be cussing. You're like, dang, she said a lot of F words in one breath. I used to be amazed. I tried to cuss one time with a long conversation. It made me so tired I went to sleep. <laughs> it's I, a real release. It is. I was like, good. Like a daggone boxing match. And you know, like when you see... What makes people so hyped to cuss? You know, like when you just walking around in neighborhoods and different languages, you hear people cussing people out. You can tell when somebody cussing somebody out. You be like, "Damn, they cussing them out." <laughs> you don't say cursing them out, or you don't say fussing them out. You be like, "Wow, they giving them the business." Ooh, they getting that off their back. Or you see somebody with their head and their fingers in their face going back and forth. You be like, "Ooh, she cussing them out." But I don't. I I do not like to see little kids cuss. That's a bit much for me. I I don't like it. I know. Um, even even when it's like, quote unquote, uh, cute, um, instances where it happens, where like it was a little girl. Um, she said, I don't want to go to the movies. And the mom was like, why don't you want to go to the movies? She said, I don't want to go to the movies because it's gonna be a scary movie and the monster's gonna come and he's gonna kick my ass. Um, y'all probably seen that, but that video, uh, took me out. Um, so did the little talkie girl, but both are instances where I was just like, oh, dang, they cousin. Um, but it's not, um, the same, but still, I don't, like you said, I don't like when kids have cursing in their repertoire as, uh, common use language or regular everyday language. Um, 
you just you have to teach your little ones be mindful of the little ones around you even if you don't have kids and you're around kids in public spaces um who can be listening they say age appropriate even for myself i don't do all that cussing in my mind i be cussing and i be like lord work with my mouth please jesus work with this mouth but i don't i don't be just walking around the house oh blink 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 blah 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 no but sometimes I see some stuff on TV lately that's pissing me off with this man up in his presidency. What the hell is going on? This motherfucker crazy as hell. Somebody need to get this bastard. <laughs> that's how I feel, y'all. So cuss when you need to. Um, just be mindful. Like you said, be mindful and aware of how you're using it. And just take a minute and think. Um, am I cussing too much? Is there such a thing as cussing too much? What do you all think? Chime in. Yeah, chime in. We want to know. Hit us up. Um, leave us a message on anchor.fm. Uh, search Talking Around Sugar. And you can leave us a message. I don't think there's a time limit, but, you know, as long as you, you aren't rambling and going into conspiracy theories, we'll, we'll, be, um, we'll be fine. Oh, yeah. No hate to the game. Much love. We just showing that in good healthiness, people cuss, you know. But like I say, be mindful. Yeah, just be aware of um that. And it doesn't denote any level or lack thereof of, you know, intellectual capacity. Anybody can cuss. Oh, yeah. um, they said studies prove that people who cuss are on a higher uh, IQ scale. Um, but I know that's. You know, there's limitations to what that interpret, what you can interpret uh, from that, like how it sees tone, inflection, what, all that, all that stuff. But um, it's okay to cuss. Just be aware and mindful. Yeah, because you don't want to get no ticket in front of no police. They said, what disorderly conduct using what profane language in the public? You don't want that. Disturbing the peace. Yeah, yeah. That wraps up today's episode for the week. Um, what do you got planned for this upcoming weekend? I'm supposed to go to a birthday party. Yeah, I am off tomorrow. I have an extended Memorial Day weekend. I'm going to treat myself to a little R&R, relaxation and rest. I think that's R&R. Yep. Relax, relate. Yeah. Relax, relate. Oh, relax, relate, release. I love a different It's a different world. Woo. From where you come from. From where you come from. Yes, it is now. This has been Talking About Sugar. I'm Raja, the daughter. I'm Angela, the mom. We We out. out.